This is a part two series of how to create a profitable mobile apps. And if you didn't listen to the part one yet, I highly suggest you to listen to that episode so you will have a better understanding about our discussion today. All right, without wasting any more time, let's jump in. Welcome to One Day One Hack. The podcast that's guaranteed to help you be the best version of yourself. Each week, we'll share a new trend of business strategies and life hacks that'll enable you to maximize your full potential. Now, let's welcome our host, Ashraf. Now we have identified the mistakes and how to overcome that. But here's one thing that holds people from creating an apps. It is the method. They don't know where to start or what's the first step, how to get it done. So, Canelia, let's talk about the steps to create a mobile apps. Sure. So, for us, it's really about five steps, right? So, we typically five use steps. Um, a combination of lean startup, a little bit of design thinking, and design sprints. So, design sprints are a really big part of. Um, the process that we use to develop um, any product. So the first step in that is to really understanding what the problem is um, that your product is going to solve or be a solution for. Uh, many people start with idea, like, oh, I have an idea for an app, you know, but it's like ideas are a dime a dozen, but it does your idea really solve a problem is, is, the, is the position of which you should be uh, thinking about in terms of I have an idea for a product. So it should really be, you know, I have a problem that I'm solving um, mm. as opposed to I have an idea. So mm. the first thing is to understand and define the problem that your product is going to solve. You know, so that's the first step. Right. And so that's in terms of looking at the concept, looking at the long, long term and short term goals of the, of the idea or the problem that, you're, that your product is solving and then mapping that out into some sort of product concept flow. Right. And so step two would be generating a solution. So based on the problem that you're solving, the problem you're solving, okay, what's going to be the solution, uh, which is your, your product, and how are you going to communicate that? And so what, you, what we typically do is kind of draw out kind of a, um, a storyboard. And we create like a storyboard of, you know, here's the problem I'm solving, the kind of a problem statement. And then you're going to draw out maybe just like in a very um, elementary format. We just kind of draw out with, with paper and pen or markers or such. Just mm -hmm. a few like maybe eight boxes on the piece of paper and kind of concept out um, how the, the app will be um, addressing the actual problem that we're solving. So you're going to create kind of a, a user test flow uh, on your storyboard. Um, and then what we do with that is we kind of sit down with a customer or a client or or the client can sit down. If you're the person doing it, you can sit down with maybe a family member or friends or such and say, OK, my app solves this particular problem and kind of walk them through those those eight, six boxes um, in terms of, you know, writing out the story of your, your app and how it's actually going to solve the problem that people have that your, you know, that your intended problem is. And then see if it makes sense to that user. You know, does that, does this make sense? It's more of a paper prototyping at this point, um, which is the next phase. Um, it, which is the next step is kind of prototyping it out. Um, mm -hmm. So I typically like to move that storyboarding to a paper prototyping uh, in some cases, we do paper prototyping. In other cases, we may do a prototyping using something like Envision or Figma um, 
which is out there, or Sketch. Those are other types of tools, if you're more tech savvy, that you can actually use. We use those every day um, in prototyping. Or if you don't have any of those tools, you can also mm-hmm. do a paper prototyping, which is the same thing. It's just that you're just mapping it out on paper. Or you're kind of drawing it out um, as it makes sense to you in terms of when user opens up, opens up my app, they would go to this screen. And then when they go, when they click on this, it would go to that screen. Or when they click on enter this information, it would go to this screen. So it's kind of just taking them through pictorially how the app will work for a particular user. Uh, so, th- so the next step after you do a prototype or creating a prototype, again, prototyping can be a paper prototype or it could be using a prototyping tool like Sketch, Figma, or uh, Envision. Uh, those are more, um, and I like those particular uh, prototyping tools because it's, it's interactive. So another uh, prototyping tool that I think is a pretty good one to mention is uh, it's called Bubble. Um, and so Bubble um, is another prototyping tool that it, it almost mimics um, a, the real app. So, you know, when you pull up on your phone, just like an Envision, it actually looks like an app, but it's not really the full, uh, it, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it gives someone a really good idea as to how your app will actually work. So it looks like an app, it functions like an app. Uh, and then, I know that for me, and a lot of pitches that I um, sit in and, uh, and then a judge at, uh, many people use those, and it gives us a great idea as to what your product is, how it works, and what mm-hmm. some of the functionality might be. So it's a really good opportunity there. The last phase, or the next phase that we do is um, we take that prototype and we test it with users. So typically about five users would make sense. Um, and again, so you're, you're stating to them what the problem is that your, your product is solving. And then you have those five users um, to test your product, right? So they just test it out to see if it makes sense. Now, when you're testing it out, you don't want to guide them as much. You just want to kind of let them, leave them alone, you know, not observe them. You know, let them know that, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to have you test my prototype. And I'm just going to observe. You know, I'm not here to answer any questions or to help you to navigate. Because it puts them in a very, very uh, realistic um, situation. So when we download apps on our phone, the creator's not there to say, oh, well, you have to click on this button and this goes here and that. You kind of have to figure it out, you know. Yeah. So we want to get someone the same, the same experience when they're testing out your prototype. All right. So, so make sure that you're not sitting, sitting there and, you know, uh, helping them out, but you're just observing quietly um, and just letting them navigate through as much as they can. Because the thing about it is, if their navigation uh, is not correct, um, then of course that's insight for you that, okay, that's something you need to work on, make it more intuitive. Maybe it isn't as intuitive as you thought it was. And so that would help you quite a bit to get some really good data um, up front. And the last part about um, in, our, in our stages that we do anyway is, is the pitching, the storytelling. So you have to have a really compelling story about your product. You know, what is the problem you're solving and why? Why is, you, why are you, why is this problem important to you to solve in the first place? And what are the things that led you to developing this product in the first place? And who are the actual users? Who's your target market? Who's your target users that this mm-hmm. problem uh, is resonating for? Uh, and so it really helps you when you're running out your pitch deck, whether you are going after venture capital, funding or some kind of angel investing funding or if you're just looking for partners or really customers it really helps you to have a pitch deck even if you're not going after venture capital funding uh, pitch decks help you to tell the story of your product uh, and help people even customers to understand and resonate with your your product in a way that 
you normally wouldn't with just some description of what the product is about. It it gives you uh, a more deeper details about you know, why you're actually creating this app in the first place. So the five steps are problem, identify the problem, and then and then after that we have to know the solution. Yes. And the third step is doing a prototype on paper and a mm-hmm. bubble. And yes. and then the fourth step is testing to the real mm-hmm. audience. And then the last step is pitching with a story. Is right. that correct? Pitch with a story. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. To our listeners, Carnelia has just given the step-by-step formula to create a mobile apps. You can apply it right now and start a career as a mobile apps developer, right? <laughs> Well, at least um, I would say, I wouldn't say developer, but at least oh. you can, you know how to, well, well, of course, you know, once you have your story pitching and everything um, and your prototype, uh, mm-hmm. let me just caveat that, uh, you can actually, if you wanted to develop it at that point, once you get your feedback from your testing, uh, oh. you may have to find some, you have to have to reiterate, you have to kind of iterate that, that process again. So you can do some tweaks and do some edits and uh, make it more intuitive and add some, com- add some of the elements that people commented on or maybe complained about and then start developing you know so your development would be developing an mvp um that if, if we had one more last step that would be developing the mvp and the mvp again would be your minimal viable product and that would be including or developing it your app such that you're including the top one to two features i would say one to three features maybe but you know, maybe one to three features uh, in the product that make the most sense based on the problem that your, your product is solving. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so, or, or if you're not a developer yourself, then you would find a, a development company or a development friend or somebody who can help you to go ahead and develop that. In some cases, uh, I will say Bubble, um, the, the prototyping tool that I mentioned, uh, Bubble is also a really good tool to use, which, which requires no programming at all. Um, mm-hmm. that you can also use as an MVP. You can create a bubble application uh, as your MVP if you wanted to do that, because there's a lot of APIs you can also include using bubble that will allow you to create an app without coding it. Wait, for bubble, is that the name of the website or or is it simulation? What is bubble? Yeah, oh, so is it... you can look up bubble. It's a prototyping tool. I believe it's bubble.io. But oh, it's, it's a website. Yes. Yeah, so so you can also use bubble. I think it's, I believe it's bubble.io, but you can oh. also use bubble as well to prototype. Um, so it really gives you a good opportunity to have your app uh, without coding it. And so some of my clients oh. also have used bubble as MVP and they've used it for a couple of months with their users. You can even go, you can actually even, um, process transactions using bubble as an mvp as well so it's a really really great tool that's amazing now we know yeah. the the website right to to test it is it is it kind of simulator no mm-hmm. well not necessarily a simulator but um, oh. it's, a, it's a true prototyping tool but it's an interactive prototyping tool um oh. and we use it you know for clients who have a simple enough app where they can just you know, create something quickly. We can create oh. it really quickly. And we can get customers, users out there to use it. And then once they get to a certain place where they need to get more complicated functionality features, um, by then they maybe would have maybe raised some some uh, capital or maybe they would have gotten enough transactions to 
uh, have some investment money available to then uh, create the next phase of their product. But it gives you a really good start. Oh, yeah, it, it will be a good start, like Bubble. Mm -hmm. And also yeah. there is the Apps Moment, right? Have you heard about that, Apps Moment? Well, Apps Moment? Yeah, Apps Moment. But if you haven't heard it, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Imagine they have created an app. They have used the, the steps that you give, the five uh -huh. steps. And But we don't just want to create an app. We, we want to create the best selling apps, the profitable apps. So yeah. what is the secret to create one? I mean, the, the best, uh, it's not even a secret, really. It's about um, creating the product that people want. You know, so oh. <laughs> the only way that you can do that is to make sure that you're testing it out with the people that you're intended to be the users. Um, yeah, so, so there's no really secret. It's really about does your product resonate with the customer base that it's intended to, to cut to, mm -hmm. to resonate so, with? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's all based on customer needs. That's right. Yep. So that is the best secret. <laughs> so, <laughs> if that's the secret, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all about people, right? Yes, that's right. And so uh, imagine we are creating an app about editing picture or video, but when we search on the Play Store, there are already hundreds of it. So how to stand out among these apps? What, what makes our apps different than theirs? Well, you know, that's the thing about apps today. And, and it's not even just apps today. It's just, it's just products in general. Um, you know, it's, of course, it's the branding and, and things like that. But um, because different apps, different types of products resonate with people differently. You know, you can have somebody who is a uh, Windows person versus a Mac person. I mean, it's really about personal preference at the end of the day. You know, like you said, you can have apps that are, about streaming video, but it's really, you know, which one makes, resonates with you, the user, the best, you know, because it may be that we have tons of accounting apps out there or financial management types of apps, mm -hmm. you know, that, that are on the market space, but many entrepreneurs use QuickBooks or Quicken or, or they may use Mint, you know, so it really depends on, you know, what resonates with you. I mean, for me, it's also sometimes the interface, you know, like, I like Mint because it's clean. It's like, it's, it's simple. It's, you know, it's minimalistic, you know, mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, QuickBooks or Quicken where it's you know, a little bit more convoluted. I, I just don't see them uh, being as simplistic and, and clean looking as I say a Mint. Um, so it really depends on your preference as a user. Mm. Um, and the only, the only way that you know that is by testing a few apps out, you know, in the space. So, today, you know, I, I really like, um, I'm not really into Twitter as much as I am uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. You know, those are my two uh, favorite um, platforms that I'm using now in terms of social media. So, and then, but now it looks like Facebook and social, uh, you know, and, and, and LinkedIn and, and, and um, Instagram are all kind of creating the same functionality and features. So, um, mm -hmm, yeah. so it really depends on what you like um, and, and what resonates with you best. Mm -hmm. In the end, they are all same. Yeah, it's looking like they're all kind of bringing in the the same functionality and features at the end of the day, but the platforms are very different in terms of the user experience. So whatever experience that feels more resonating with you is the one that you're going to go with most often. So the apps that makes me comfortable, that's the one. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Let me put this in a quote. 
doing better is good, but doing differently is better. Yes. Well, I, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, because I mean, I, I have clients who come to us and they say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to create an app, but it's already been done. You know, this person's mm-hmm. already done that. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't do the app also. I mean, you're the way in which you do it in terms of design and user experience and UX, your user, um, the user experience, the user interface can make a huge difference. Somebody may like one app, but mm-hmm. they may not like another app because the interface is not you know, the color scheme or it's not clean or it's not intuitive or, you know, the user experience is just not as, it, it, it doesn't bring a lot of pleasure when they're using it. So uh, it's all about the design. Ah, yeah, it's all design. The, the thumbnail, the design. The first thing people see will be the design, right? That's right. So Yeah, and if it's appealing to you, then you'll probably gravitate to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So first impression is important. So to our listeners, all the tips and strategies that you listen today can also be applied to computer apps. Is that correct? Not just mobile apps, because the mistakes and how to to overcome it and the step-by-step that you just gave, all of this mm-hmm. can be applied in computer apps, right? Yeah, it's for desktop, mobile uh, we also apply it in our hardware products as well because we do a lot of Internet of Things uh, related products as well. So uh, it's also related to it. And we also apply the same format that I just laid out uh, mm-hmm. for our hardware as well. Mm-hmm. So I suggest to our listeners to listen to this episode again and apply it. You will become the best apps developer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, um, you know, I don't know about developer, but um, oh. you certainly will have a good product. You'll, you'll definitely oh. have a good product um, yeah. if you do that. You'll have a product that people actually like, that people actually want to use, and mm-hmm. an app that people actually um, feel that it, it is solving a problem that, uh, that they need solved. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are close to an end today. And Canelia, what is one thing that our listeners would really get? from our chat today and share with us how we can find more about you and how to connect with you. Sure. Uh, If you get nothing else, I would say validate your idea in a way that's economical first. Um, Don't just run out there and start developing a product with, you know, tons of bells and whistles, functions to be features and functionality uh, without first validating your idea in a way that's economical. You can use tools such as the paper prototyping that I mentioned it's just, mm-hmm. just getting a piece of paper and it's driving out the uh, sketching out the storyboard of the product, or you can use a prototyping tool with Division, Bubble, Sketch, Figma, any of those types of prototyping tools. They're really fun to use. There's another one called Gravits that would be really fun to use, uh, and they're just really great tools to help out with prototyping. Uh, another way to, and also a way to reach me. Uh, is via our website, which is www.mind, M-I-N-D, Catalyst, that's K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T dot com. We're also with the same name uh, on on, uh, all social media. We're on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, We do have a, um, if you log on to our website, we do have an email series, a video series that actually takes you through uh, an idea, a process of how do you go from idea to market fit. 
it's a video email series and it's about over a course of five days. And again, you can get that at www.mind, M-I-N-D, Catalyst, K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T dot com. And Canelia, thank you for sharing your true and valuable with us. Really appreciate to have you here. And for the listeners, I will catch you another time. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you again. Would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that could make your life more productive? If so, subscribe to our podcast now so you don't miss out later. Remember, always hack your day.